You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Conversations and Meditations. I'm your host, Virgil Varix, and welcome to the show. Okay, so today's show, just going to jump right into it. Today's show is going to be focused on a topic, and I'm going to be talking at length about a particular book that discusses this topic. And the topic is going to be on lying and uh, the dangers of lying and how um, lying can lead to a life of uh, anxiety and ultimately a life of chaos. And the book I'm going to be talking about uh, today as well is uh, also called Lying, and it's by uh, philosopher and neuroscientist uh, Sam Harris. And in this book, there's a lot of good information that I think I wanted to purposely bring this stuff and this topic up. I think it's important because we all have, you know, the honest truth is lying is one of those things that everybody does, though most people wouldn't readily admit it. You know, lies are extremely useful, whether you're blaming the loss of your homework on your dog, attempting to avoid getting a parking ticket, or just trying to be nice to someone, or when someone gives you a gift that you don't like. Lying would seem is not only handy, but it's part of being a human being. So the main problem, you know, people think, well, what's, what's the problem with that? That sounds fine. Well, the main problem is even the tiniest lies plays a part in the normalization of a system of untruth and can lead to much larger lies, lies that have the power to destroy relationships and at the higher levels to create chaos around the world. So lying is at its core um, a very problematic thing that we all engage in and very problematic um, to the concept of trust and the phenomenon of trust eroding over time. So I'd like to start off you know, the discussion today talking or actually quoting I'm reading an excerpt from the book. This is the first uh, actually paragraph from the, uh, Sam Harris's book, Lying. Everybody go ahead and buy it. It's a fantastic book. Very short book. Not very many pages. Could take a good finish it in, in a few hours maximum. Uh, so here we go. Among the many paradoxes of human life, this is perhaps the most peculiar and consequential. We often behave in ways that are guaranteed to make us unhappy. Many of us spend our lives marching with open eyes towards remorse, regret, guilt, and disappointment. And nowhere do our injuries seem more uh, causally self-inflicted or, suffer, uh, or the suffering we create more disproportionate to the needs of the moment than in the lies we tell to other human beings. Lying is the royal road to chaos. Okay, so lying and, you know, the discussion I want to have today, I'm going to be focusing a lot on the book, like I said, but I kind of want to first bring up the main themes of the book and the main motifs that I've got out of the book and uh, 
some of the big ideas that we have here. So one of the things that uh, in, in the book that they talk about is you know the two different types of lies: lies of omission, lies of commission. That's the first you know big thing in the, differentiating those two and trying to you know get an understanding of both way of both of those things and how they interact or don't interact with uh, our relationships. And then the next thing is discussing you know lies the fact that lies have a negative effect on our relationships as, as individuals whether it's with uh, very close people or people that we don't even really seem to care about lies do affect our relationships at the end of the day another another uh, point of the book and big thing of the book is lies can cause mental stress uh, and uh, mental issues uh, specifically you know when you when you when you realize that a lie goes you know, a lie in trying to, you know, being entangled in a lie goes hand in hand with a lot of anxiety and stress. So that's another really big important point in the book. And finally, uh, the other point he, he tries to, you know, put in the book is that uh, for a better world, we should avoid telling lies of any kind. And uh, he goes on to discuss, you know, that lies have made us distrust leaders in society. Um, he also discusses why witnessing someone you trust tell a lie has a negative consequences. And uh, lying might seem simple, but is actually, in its core, an energy thief. And I guess to summarize the book in its best, in the best way possible, the key message in the book is that no matter how small or large lies should never be told. You may sometimes think that a lie you're about to tell is harmless, but remember it isn't. It will neg negatively affect you and those around you to an unforeseen effect or extent. Uh for your own benefit and for the greater good of the world, it's better to stick to the truth at all times. So it's not necessarily this. I mean, people might be listening right now and saying, well, this book doesn't seem very controversial. This topic doesn't seem very controversial. And I would agree with you in a lot of ways. A lot of people since the time they were kids were told, oh, don't lie, don't lie. But I think the more controversial and more um, the biggest problem is the white lies that we tell to one another and to ourselves. And, I kind of want to break this up in a, in a few different ways. I want to talk a little bit about how this affects others and, and that maybe at the end of the show, I'll discuss how lying affects us. So, you know, like I said, there's two types of lies and uh, these lies uh, do interact and, interfect, in, in, interact and affect us in different ways. Um, there's, you know, when it comes to ethical transgressions, they're usually generally divided into two categories, the bad things we do, which is also known as acts of commission, and the good things we fail to do, which is acts of omission. We tend to judge the former more harshly, and the origin of this imbalance is very mysterious to most people, but it uh, surely relates to the value we place on a person's energy and intent. Now, doing something requires energy, and most uh, morally salient actions are associated with conscious intent. Failing to do something can arise purely by circumstance and requires energy. I mean, doesn't really require energy. And the difference is the difference is important. You know, it's one thing to reach into uh, a donation box and steal a hundred dollars. It's another thing to neglect to return hundred dollars as one received by mistake. So there's a difference in, in understanding that. And no one, no one wants to be dubbed a liar. Obviously, no one. You know, while most people wouldn't dare tell a giant monumental lie, many often tell little lies that are, you know, that they perceive to be insignificant, like I said. Uh, 
the majority of people avoid big lies because of the disastrous effects they can have on themselves and other people. You know, such lies can end careers, result in jail time, uh, can even ruin a person's life or even throw – I mean taking to the highest level of, of, of uh, influence can even affect uh, societies and throw societies in complete disarray and chaos. Now, despite the detrimental effects of big lies, governments and the wider media continue to spread them. Uh, that's just a fact and has been a fact for a long time. Um, this has created a general feeling of distrust towards world leaders on a global scale. Um, so an example here is, you know, for instance, justification for the Iraq war hinged in large part on a lie. The Bush, the Bush administration claimed that the country was hiding weapons of mass destruction, a claim that turned to be untrue. So this blatant, decep- this blatant deception caused many people to become skeptical of foreign policy in the United States. And it's for that very fact that the lies that led, you know, people to believe this thing about, to believe this, uh, case, you know, this particular case of the Iraq war, that, eroded the trust that people had you know and funny enough funny enough you know little lies are usually not regarded with the same moral uh you know outrage most people i would say generally think lies are okay you know little lies are okay uh, since you know they're often used to spare the feelings of other of others but white lies like i said in as you know sam harris said do do damage over time so one thing that I um, wanted to kind of get across and mention is the fact that you know we have the acts of commission, you know, actually doing something, and the act of not doing something. Those things are very important, obviously, to differentiate. But in the lies of commission, the liar is active in his or her attempt to deceive. Uh, like an example would be in a job applicant falsifying their credentials in an effort to land a desired position. On the other hand, a lie of omission is more, like I said, of a passive act involving a person's failing to do something. So an example there is the applicant neglecting to list on his resume or her resume the job which they were fired from. You know, while both ty- – they're both different you – know, both lies are, are deceptive in their nature uh, and that they both present you know, misleading information about the job applicant. For Harris and ultimately for myself, lies of commission are the more serious ethical violation. You know, if uh, if you decide to, you know, action and intentions are obviously very important. Uh, they're not everything. I, I do think consequences at the end of the day are what matter. But obviously, I, I do put a lot of weight on intentions and the intention behind something that somebody does. So one of the uh, things I want to also cover is – so think about – let me think. Imagine you had a friend uh, – imagine that your friend has been cheated on but you're re- really re- reluctant to tell them. You feel guilty for withholding the information so you make excuses not to hang out, not to see them, not to go out for dinner, not to go to get drinks. And you also are allowing your friend to unwittingly remain in a toxic relationship at the same time. You know, so, you know, Although telling the truth may cause your friend a great deal of pain in the short term, it will vastly improve their well-being in the long term. Not only when you're, not only will your truthfulness allow them to make an educated decision about the relationship, it'll also be the proof, you know, be a proof positive that they have at least one honest and supportive friend, and that's huge. Um, and you know, if you think about it, think about it this way, and uh, it's quite interesting uh, point. 
and I said, you know, the white lies are the controversial ones. I think most people acknowledge that there's, you know, a problem or at least a potential problem with lying in general. When so, for instance, you're the head of a company, you're lying about financials, uh, you're in, you're in, you're engaged in a fraud. I mean, so it's like uh, all that seems pathological, and people recognize most people recognize at least that that's worth avoiding if you can at all help it. But they nevertheless reserve the right to lie on all these other occasions, which they think is actually a good thing to do and compassionate thing to do, and the thing that is actually improving the relationship rather than undermining them and uh, they call these obviously white lies and the majority of the book is uh, focused towards that Uh, if you look closely at the circumstances where you think you are doing yourself and anyone else a favor by misleading another person about what you actually believe to be true you're you're not and you can't you know you're not you're not doing that and you're not you can you can discover that what you're doing is quite obviously motivated by interpersonal fear with that person and you're sometimes, you know, you're in that fear and you're allowing your relationship to conform to whatever you found out to be, whatever you found out you're diminishing, you know, in the moment or you don't want to reveal something. Ultimately, you're diminishing the trust in the relationship, uh, the trust that other people could possibly have in you, even if they weren't, you know, consoled by your white lie when you told them that, and you know, and that's something that the book goes into detail. And I think it's important for us to kind of take that in. And one of the one of the good story that you know Harris brought up in the book was a story of uh, two women who were out uh, to lunch, and one said to the other, other brought up a third friend, and one said, "Oh yeah, I'm supposed to see her tonight. I just can't. I just can't do it. I'm too busy. I don't. Want, I don't want to go out. I'm going to call her and just tell her I can't go out tonight." So in the presence of her friend that she's with, she gets on the phone, calls a third person, and gets the voicemail, and just lies why she can't have dinner that night. She says something about her kids being sick or whatever in the presence of this other friend. So now the story was delivered to me by this friend who just watched her friend lie. And it was just, you know, just so easily, so perfectly uh, to a friend kind of at the same level and recognize in that moment that it was just, you know, suddenly rather fatally diminished her trust in her friend. I mean, she just was wondering immediately she couldn't help you know, think that, hey, does she do this to me? Can I can I trust her at all? I mean, when you when you act in ways like this, I mean, this is just a white lie that people tell all the time. I can't come. I'm not feeling that great. You know, whatever it might be. And that's not the truth in the moment. You know, it, it will damage the way a person looks at you. It will damage the way a person, you know, their interpretation of the relationship that you have. So, you know, it creates a, it creates an ethical problem. You know, it's not the kind of lie that, you know, or was the kind of friendship that required she says anything, you know, super intense about, you know, or super detailed about the actual what's going on. She could have just said I wasn't feeling well, I'm not, you know, up to it. But she has to create lies in order to, you know, work this relationship around. And the ethical problem or uh, thing that harmed the relationship, so, that, you know, the person who was lying never knew that she just kind of lost a friend in some kind of degree. I mean, all of us are just so corrosive in a lot of ways and so unsuspected uh, by most people. So that that's another, you know, really important focus of the book. You know, that lying damages trust and, you know, how it never needs to be uh, done, you know, light deception, you know, it's not, it's not necessary. There's ways out of this. 
And uh, but you know, people will come back and say, "Well, how do you how do you talk to kids about things? How do you how do you discuss uh, you know horrible things in the world with younger people?" And um, so, for instance, let's say you have a seven year old that you're responsible of, and they ask you about something going on in the world. They, let's say uh, they hear about. Uh, some type of crime going on in the, in the, in the world. So for instance, ISIS, what, what the ISIS was doing, you're not in that, you know, and the thing is like, there's a difference between, you know, editing the truth and it doesn't require that you lie. So I'm not going to go ahead and start telling him or her about the, all the decapitations happening in the Middle East. You know, there's a reason to edit the, uh, the truth and it doesn't require, like I said, a lie. It just requires that you see that there's, a, you know, there's a certain blank, you know, Certain things that are not appropriate to fill the mind of a seven-year-old with. and But in a lot of ways, we should recognize that, in fact, we're doing the same thing with people all the time. You know, if you don't tell somebody something because you're afraid of hurting their feelings, you're essentially viewing them like a child. You know, you're, you're treating them like a child. You're not treating them as an equal, which can give you this, you know, feeling of superiority in a way. Like, oh, you know what? I know what's better for X person. I know what's better for my friend. You know, I'm not going to tell them the truth about their situation. I'm just going to keep it to myself and they can find out on their own because I know what's better for them. And <laughs> to me, it happens to be the most arrogant and uh, outrageous way of viewing somebody you profess to care about by assuming that you know what's best for them. I mean, that just to me is uh, very, very arrogant and is just uh, – Ultimately, it's very disrespectful, right? It's just not a good. It's just not a good way to deal with with others. Um, if you truly care about a person's feelings, it requires that we not gloss over the hard truths. You know, he talk. Harris talks about you know an individual who is brutally honest and who avoids white lies and false encouragement will have more beneficial relationships with others. You know, and he gives he gives another example in the book of a friend who asks him he asks him if he appears overweight. Harris responds, you know, honestly that his friend could use could lose about twenty pounds or twenty five pounds. He then attributes his friend's subsequent fifteen pound weight loss to his own willingness to speak truthfully. If he instead had falsely reassured his friend about his weight, he would have robbed him the opportunity to squarely deal with his weight issue. I mean, this is a very clear cut case. Somebody, you know, your friend asks you, hey, do you think uh, I look good or do you think, you know, do you think I look uh, overweight? And if you, you know, if you tell them no, essentially you're giving them false encouragement. And that's another type of, you know, white lie that we do to, to one another. Think about it in terms of, uh, let's say one of your friends is an artist, right? Let's say your friend paints or your friend uh, is a musician and they have a demo tape that they want to put out on Spotify, or they have a piece of art that they want to, you know, post to their gallery on their website or Instagram or whatever. And let's say they show it to you, right? And they make you listen to it. Hey, what do you think of my album? Listen to a few songs. Hey, what do you think of uh, my my painting? Tell me what you think about it. And if you say, "Oh, it's great. I like it. It's it's really good." And you know, let's say you say that. You're giving false encouragement. So you're essentially you're essentially stealing the ability to give them the truth in that moment. And you're, and you're also stealing the ability for them to make that better. You know, um, and it's it's kind of tough because, 
you're you're not only you know being deceptive in the moment, but you're also you know acknowledging that hey, if I if I make them if I make them feel uncomfortable about their art, they'll never they'll never recover. They'll never be able to get back on the you know on the horse and go go forward. But the truth of the situation is the reason you're avoiding telling them the truth is because you want to avoid conflict, right? And you ultimately want to uh, not have to be an active participant in other people's lives. And that's a big issue. And that's why I think a lot of people tell white lies is in order to be a good friend, a good family member, a good uh, significant other, you need to be honest with people. And if you're not honest with people, how can we get to any meaningful and respectable relationship? Uh, if it's a relationship build and you know the foundation is put you know or, or built upon lies, you're never going to get to the truth of a, of a certain matter. Um, and like I said, you know, we're talking about criticism. It's it's important to do that. It's important to give criticism out. But if you think about it in terms of the, of the artist and all this stuff, I can tell you that people who don't give honest feedback or just don't have good critical feedback. Two were given far uh, are far less helpful to me or other people. You know, just in general, if people have given me you know feedback on the show. Let's say um, honest feedback, critical feedback. People who don't give me that are far less helpful to me than people who listen. And I said, you know what? Uh, you could work on this. You could work on that. A couple of things need, here need to be better. You know, in the moment it might hurt me. In the moment it might be kind of like, oh damn, I didn't do as well as I sh- as I thought I did. And you don't want to like. And the problem with false encouragement, you you encourage the individual to have this rosy version of themselves in their heads and this like ultimate artist or ultimate perfect uh, perfectionist in their head. And it's not it's not real. It's not reality. You're denying reality to yourself because you're lying and you're just admitting that this is the new reality I'm creating. But to the other person and you're stealing that from them, you're stealing the truth from them. So, you know, in the case of creative work, what you're doing for your friend is this thing and it's not out of the world it's not out into the world so take the, take the song that's a demo right now and it's not out there obviously it's a different situation when it's out in the world and there's nothing they can do about it uh, because you know it's already on the internet and everything stays on the internet <laughs> but you know it's important to realize that you're having a different conversation which is arguably harder but you know but if you're still in a position to give them some help by giving them honest feedback then you should really give the feet that feedback and you can always give it in a way that acknowledges that it's just your opinion. You know, you're not God. You're not uh, on a mission to know. You're not the ultimate arbiter of what's good and what's bad in the world. It's just an informed opinion. And you have reason to think that other people are going to share your views on these things and other people might not, you know, share my view, you know, and that's, it's actually really, really important. And, It's tough because if you can't, when the thing about being candid is so important. The person you're dealing with is an adult and actually wants to be spared future embarrassment. Well, they're just they're going to be grateful for your for your candor, and they're actually going to find, you know, the friends who are just glad they handed them and said, "Hey, this painting needs some work. It needs some touch-ups," or "Hey, the album needs some work here and there." I mean, that they would appreciate that much more than you saying it's great and then down the line. Everybody grills them for how terrible their piece of work is. It's just it's not a good way of doing that. It spares them the future embarrassment. So if you think you're doing something, you know, to help somebody or, you know, 
it's just it's just not good. It's just not going to go the way you expect it. And it's it's tough because most people if you're going to ask for criticism, right? Uh then you have to be honest and wanting to hear real criticism. There are people who just ask what do you think and actually don't want to know what these people actually think. Uh, you know, and uh, these people are, are essentially, for all intents and purposes, functioning like children in a way. The only thing that, you know, happens once you become more and more committed to being honest, as you train the people in your life, they know and what to expect from you. I don't find people coming to me anymore who don't actually want to know what I think. That's very helpful. And then, you know, people can return the favor. If you're someone who was really honest and criticizing what someone was doing and then you need criticism of your own work, well, then you can get it if you know that there are people who are locked and loaded and ready to return a kind of certain point or a certain criticism to you. You know, it's essential. We, we, need, we need this type of things in our lives because we cannot just live off false encouragement and, and white lies because it just leads towards – a very confusing and, and, and problematic relationship with people and ultimately yourself. So uh, it's a hassle, right? I mean, being in interpersonal relationships is always going to find some difficulties. There's always going to be moments where it creates issues and creates problems, but we have to trust Got to trust that, you know, we're close enough with somebody that we can tell them the truth, right? And then people are going to come back and say, well, hey, do you need to let everybody know what's going on at all times? No. You know, if you're not feeling well, you don't have to tell somebody the situations with your bowels. <laughs> you know, if, if you know, you can just relay the same message in a much more articulate and informative way that doesn't reveal too much information. Of course, you don't want to reveal too much information because if you told everybody what was on your mind 24-7, you'd be there all day. If you to- if I sat here and told you everything that I was thinking, you know, in, in my state of consciousness, in my state of mind, I would never leave the studio. <laughs> and uh, it's just not a way of living life. So it's important to to be intellectually honest with ourselves and it's important to to be consistent with this stuff. It's important to be consistent. And if we if we take the concept of integrity seriously, you know, then we have to understand that uh, this this does affect the way people look at you. It does it does affect the way that it does the way it does affect the way that people, you know, We'll look at you in the future and people won't come to you anymore if they know you lie to them. People won't ask you for help or won't even want to talk to you because they think everything that's coming in your mouth is complete BS. You don't want to live that life. You don't want to be that life. You know, that's why people choose to tell to tell the white lies versus the big lies because the big lies are much easier to you know, figure out. When you tell a big lie, you know, people got receipts. People know what's up. You know, they can figure things out. It's not it's not very hard, you know, to, to, to unravel a lie of that magnitude. But when it's a white lie, it comes off and it comes off genuinely. It can come off, you know, as some type of, uh, you know, like I said, false encouragement. People just take it in and just think that's what you believe. And 
it's uh it's it's tough because we all want to have a good relationship with people we all want to be loved we all want to be respected we all want people to look at us in a certain way but i'll tell you what, what people hate most is a liar and one of my uh, favorite quotes from uh, frederick nietzsche is uh, i'm not upset that you lied to me I'm upset that from now on I can't believe you. And for a lot of people that lie to their loved ones, that's the case for a lot of those people. And they know it. That's the case. It's uh, it's not necessarily the lie that caused them to lose and erode the trust. It's the fact that you have lost integrity. You have lost, you know, uh, believableness. You you lost the, you lost the you lost the whole foundation to and the core of a relationship, the trust. And if there's no trust, there's no way either of you in the relationship or friendship or whatever it might be, either of you will be able to have a meaningful conversation and get to the truth of things. It's just almost impossible. And we have to understand and take that seriously because if we don't get this across, we're just going to continue living these lies and always continue telling lies and it's it's it'll it'll create you know lies are heavily correlated with less satisfying relationships so that you know short term over long term you know it's going to it's regardless it's going to have an effect on your relationships regardless it's going to have an effect on the way people view you and on a larger scale, you know, when you continue to tell lies, let's say you're in government or whatever, you need to tell lies and you, you feed people false encouragement and false hope. We're going to do this. We're going to do that for you. It just leads people to have more and more distrust in the government or more and more distrust in any institution. You know, and, and when anytime a large institution lies to the, you know, to the people that they are serving, it creates a big amount of distrust. Like uh, take, for instance, in the corporate world now with Boeing lying about 737, uh, the plane and they knew problems and they tried hiding it. Is anybody going to trust anything coming out of Boeing anytime soon? Probably not. And for good reason. And uh, will people ask for oversight? Probably. You know, will it, will it cause issues and problems? Probably. But this is what lying does. Now they're going to have to deal with the consequences of their lie. And that's a big lie. And that's why it came out in the public. Because it was such a big lie and such a big issue, and many of those planes were falling down that they couldn't they couldn't you know deal with their lie anymore. Their lie unraveled, and boom, they're probably going to have lawsuits of the wazoo. They're going to have all types of problems. And why? Because they lied instead of you know saying you know what we designed a crappy plane. Maybe we should go back to the drawing board. Maybe we cut costs in areas we shouldn't have cut costs in. You know, but that tells you something. That tells you that no matter the scale of the lie or scale of the people telling the lie, it does have an, you know, a cascade effect. It has an effect, a domino effect on the rest of the way things are going on and the rest of the way people view you. And, you know, in the future, they're not going to trust you. They're not going to look at you as somebody that should be trusted. And that's a problem. It's a big problem. So in many cases, you know, when people lie, they're doing so because they don't want to be in an awkward, weird position. 
Well, I'll tell you what's more awkward, getting called out on your lie, <laughs> getting called out on the false encouragement that we give to others, getting called out on the white lie. If someone says, oh, uh, why don't you come over to the house at 7? You say, oh, I'm going to be at work till uh, 730. I'll see you there at 8. And you're actually just you know sitting at home in your boxers just chilling, playing a video game. I mean, what good does that do them? And what good does that do you? Should, you know, I mean, nothing. I mean, it gives you maybe a few extra minutes to finish your game and save. <laughs> but, uh, you know, obviously that's not going to make them any happier. And then what happens if they find out? They're going to look at you like, oh, my God, he's lying about stuff that little. I can't imagine the big stuff he's lying to me about. And another problem that people do all the time um, is, you know, the, the ability to think that, oh, like I can – that story that Harris talked about, the two women – and one, getting a call or getting a, or realizing that they, she can't go out with uh, one of her other friends and completely lying about not going out. People just think that they can make these white lies in front of others and others won't judge them. Um, excuse me. I, I definitely think that regardless of whether, oh, I'm not judgmental. I'm not, everybody judges everybody. That's just the truth of the matter. Whether people admit it or don't admit it and try to be, oh, I don't judge. You know, that's just that's just BS. Everybody judges. So expect to be judged. That's why you should act in a good and positive way. That's why you should be doing the right thing. Not not necessarily because you worry about other people's opinions of you or estimations of you, but you should you should worry about your own estimation of you. If other people did this to you, how good would it make you feel? How much how loved would it make you feel? Do you think that you could ever trust that person ever again? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But it's definitely not good. It definitely doesn't lead to a, a good scenario. And when you talk about feedback, you know, go back and go going back to feedback. If you're not if you're not going to be spared feedback, one, you know, if you, let's say you go public with your work and it goes back to what you're saying when we lie to people and we treat them like children, because it fails. It fails to prepare them for the encounters with others in the world. You know, others in the public, others around them, their friends, their family. For you know, for example, who will treat them like adults and won't be you know won't be as as kind to spare them you know their feelings in the short term. You know, research shows even in our own intimate relationship that lies are like I said correlated with less satisfying relationships. It's just a fact, and the the less. The less um, satisfying a relationship is, the worse and worse it gets over time. The more and more you feel like you're, you're, you're just like soulless existence. The more and more you feel like you're trapped. You have to commit to telling the truth. You get to start to realize how, and you also, once you start doing that, you honestly start to realize how rare it is that other people tell the truth. About pretty much anything. And, you know, honest people's opinions becomes worth more because they're trusted to link this back to the arm, uh, you know, to link this back to the, 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 the integrity that they have. And that's super important. And it's once the, once the trust is ero- has eroded and once there isn't a, a meaningful connection you have with one another, think about it. 
will you if somebody you know betrays your trust how will you how do you react to them how do you view them in the future it just i mean like i said this has a potential to destroy relationships completely it has a potential to destroy countries to destroy families lies are you know the bridge to chaos but we continue time and time again to do things that are guaranteed to make us feel miserable that are guaranteed to make us feel a certain way and you know Harris goes uh, so far in the book to say that those who, who employ white lies in an effort to benefit others are demonstrating the quintessence of arrogance since in such cases the liar assumes that he knows what truths can be handled by the other person. Rather, we should trust that having the wherewithal to grapple with such uncomfortable facts and apply them. You know, on this perspective, the truth teller is a kind of, you know, liberator, reducing the deluded individual from the, you know, from their, from his or her protective fantasies. And it's, it's tough it's tough to do all this stuff. I'm not saying it's easy to be honest. Being honest is one of the hardest things you can do for yourself and for others. And we have a responsibility to, you know, if somebody has a self, has a, some kind of weird self-deception about their talents, let's say you have a friend who's I'm a, I'm a great singer and that you hear them sing and it's not good and they're not getting gigs. Are you just going to sit there and tell them they're good and that, Hey, you're great. Keep going on, keep going on, keep going on. Or you could tell them, Hey, maybe this isn't for you. Maybe you should do something else. You could be saving them months, years, even decades of them trying to do something. Meanwhile, in that time they could have strived and thrived in another occupation or you know, found a different passion that is in congruence with their with their tastes, and it's you know it's such a simple aphorism: honesty is the best policy. It's it I I definitely think it is, and it's usually a sound principle to live by. Now, of course, to prevent harm or you know danger or death from you know lying is fine in those cases. I'm I'm not saying if somebody's at the door asking where. This person is, and they're gonna, you know, treat them in a, in a horrific way. You shouldn't, you know, tell them the truth. Of course, for self defense and defense of others, of course, lying is fine. But not to protect, quote unquote, protect people from the truth. The old uh, aphorism, you know, truth. The truth shall set you free, and it really will, and it really can. It can set you free from a bad relationship. It can set you free from your own lies that you tell yourself. It's it's just. It's the oxyclean of interpersonal relationships. It cleans all that BS away. And, you know, it's, it's hard to be a good friend, a good uh, sibling, a good son or daughter, a good, loved, a good significant other to somebody if we can't be honest with them. But more importantly, this leads to a bigger topic – and I'm not necessarily bigger, but a bigger, you know, another level of analysis. It leads to not, we're not being truthful for ourselves. And if you can't be honest with yourself, you cannot be honest with anybody else. 
And we lie to ourselves all the damn time. Even when we lie to ourselves, sometimes we know we're lying to ourselves, but we still tell ourselves a lie. Because the lie is more comfortable in the moment. Sparing myself temporary pain versus living with long-term pain, it's, 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 it's such a bad trade-off. It just doesn't make sense to me why people would continue to do that. Especially after reading a book like this and getting challenged on those things, it's hard to go back to that type of life without actively thinking I'm causing harm. That's why I want to talk about this because it is a negative thing. Lies have negative effect on your relationships. You'd most likely do anything for those you truly care about, right? If, for instance, your relationship with your spouse or with your parents was in jeopardy, you'd probably be willing to tell a lie if you thought it could be it could salvage a relationship. However, you know, lying to someone close to you almost always destroys that closeness. I said the problem with lying is that it erodes trust. Even if you're not the one who's being lied to, the fact that you know the person is capable of lying is bound to make you distrust them. Let's say you witness a friend, family member, express a false opinion to somebody else because they want to fit in or they want to make them feel comfortable. You know how you feel. You feel uneasy because you'll immediately wonder how many times they fed you such lies. And if they can lie about such small things so easily and so convincingly, can they lie about things when it comes to more serious issues? Yeah, they could. And that, that, that you know, realization is so terrifying, especially to the, you know, coming from the people you love. And the truth is, you want to be able to rely on those that you're close with, people you're close to. A close friend, you know, a best friend wouldn't let you leave the house in unflattering clothes. Or a family member who truly cares about you won't you know, let you pursue a career that's not right for you. And when I say right for you, I don't mean, oh, and if a career that, you know, you're going for, towards a career that's harming you, you know, and you're not, it's not, you're not succeeding in continuously. And they can see that and everybody else can see that, but nobody says anything because they don't want to hurt your feelings. I've had friends that were involved in music in the past and I had to tell them, look, I don't think this is really going to go anywhere other than this certain level and you're going to be at this certain level the rest of your life. I don't, I don't have that friend anymore, unfortunately, because they couldn't take the truth. But sometimes all you need is a truth. If you want to be a good friend, you got to tell them the truth. Actually, when I told that person that, it was right after reading this book, ironically, because I thought I was not being a good friend by not telling them the truth. Telling the tr- like I said, telling the truth can be extremely difficult, very difficult. You know, you may be privy to information that could cause someone a great deal of pain or completely change your life. Like a spouse, you know, like knowing one of your friends' spouse is cheating on them. Now, such knowledge comes with a lot of unwanted responsibilities. But it's your duty to tell the truth. You imagine that your friend, you know, has been lying to you consistently about an important person in your life. Let's say, let's take that same same example about, and I'll take a switch it now. Instead of you lying to your friend about you know their spouse cheating on them, let's say your spouse is cheating on you, and your friend knows it and doesn't say anything. Is that really a good friend? 
How would you feel afterwards? Would you feel that they are... You feel like they're playing with you? They were manipulating you this whole time? You probably do. Do you feel like you can trust them anymore with your deepest secrets? With your most, you know, honest intentions? Probably not. Where does it lead to? It leads to chaos. It leads to destruction of the relationship. It leads to eroding of trust. And although, you know, telling the truth may cause you great pain in the short term, I said it'll vastly improve your well-being in the long term. But, you know, ultimately lies also cause a lot of mental stress. Have you ever like been so deeply, you know, so impossibly deep in a lie that you know you're just going to be found out? The feeling of the entanglement goes hand in hand with a lot of stress and anxiety there. The only way to avoid it is to tell the truth. It takes a considerable amount of energy, a considerable amount of effort to lie since you have to keep track of everything you fabricated. The truth, on the other hand, requires no monitoring whatsoever. The only monitoring, you know, you might have to do is work on your memory. And, you know, if, you, if you're not sure about your memory, don't say things you're not sure about. No matter the nature of the lie you're telling, you tend to relay different information to different people depending on how you think they will respond. This is where the confusion stems from. You're destined to forget what you've said and, to, and who you said it to. And the situation can get even more complicated. You'll start worrying about whether the people you've told conflicting stories to will start talking amongst themselves and notice the inconsistencies. You may have lied in an attempt to protect them from unpleasant information, but being exposed as a liar will far outweigh any good that your lie may have generated in the time. Therefore, the only logical thing, the only rational thing to do in the moment, it's better to tell everyone the honest truth and leave nothing to be revealed. Frankly, Maintaining a facade, maintaining a mask continuously over and over again is hard work. When you lie, you're essentially preventing another person from accessing reality. You're taking the reality away from them. It's crazy to think this person has any right to prohibit somebody else from knowing the truth or determine what information they should be permitted to have. It's extremely paternalistic. It's extremely arrogant. You know, as, as important as it is to refrain from lying to others, it's also necessary not to lie to yourself. I, I, I briefly mentioned this and I, I kind of went back to lying to others, but let's get into this a little more. When you are disgenuous about who you really are, you're forced to continue to present a false image of yourself to the outside world. This connects to our, our previous podcast on the masks we wear. This can have a devastating effect on your self-esteem. You'll become increasingly dependent on the maintenance of the image. And over time, it becomes less and less and less connected to who you truly are. It's, it's like I said, this is not easy. You know, if we want a better world, we want to be part of that better world, we have to avoid telling lies of any kind. To improve your life, your own life, and the life of others, we should all make a vow to no longer lie. It'll be extremely difficult, but I think it's entirely worth it. If you ever, if you even allow yourself to tell the smallest lie, the act will become natural to you, and it can eventually develop into a you know a, a pernicious habit. There's, there's obviously a big you know a risk to, that that the truth will become so alien to you that you find it challenging to be honest, even when it's necessary for your own well being 
for that of the people around you. Lying is so dangerous because people tend to remember lies wholeheart- and wholeheartedly believe them. There was a, a doctor, uh, I think his name is Andrew Wakefield, who knowingly published false research that linked vaccinations to development of autism in children. Although he had a medical license, although he, excuse me, although he had his medical license revoked and his research publicly disproved, I can't tell you how many people still hold fast to this lie. And still they accept it as true. That man did so much damage to so many different kids' lives because of a single lie and false data. Issues, issues like this occur so readily because lying is currently seen as a normal behavior. And it's not what people are going to ask me. Oh, is it, has lying gone worse over the years? Is, is it, was it better during the greatest generation and worse now? Let me tell you the truth. Lying is a human universal, a human constant. Lying has always been bad. Maybe now we have uh, an easier way to spread lies because of social media and the internet. Sure. But lying is just as bad. And how always has, and always will be and always has been. If you work to promote trust instead of lying, you'll help improve the state of affairs on both a personal and even a, even a, a greater cultural, political level. Next time, tell the person who brought you a gift that you didn't like how you really feel. That way, they'll be able to spend their money better in the future. And they'll also have greater respect for you because you were honest. It doesn't necessarily mean that and the thing is like it it doesn't it might not come initially, you know, the respect that they have for you. It might be like, oh, this guy's an asshole for telling me that. And the thing is, let's say somebody keeps giving me a bottle of wine for my birthday every year. Let's say I hate wine. I don't hate wine. I love wine. But let's say I hated wine. And I say, hey, thanks for the bottle. It was great. I loved it. And they just keep piling up and piling up and piling up and piling up in my house. Let's say they come over (laughs) and they open my wine cabinet and they just see all the bottles of wine they've ever given me right there. How would they feel in in that moment? I'm sure they would feel much worse than you telling them, hey, I'm not a really big fan of wine. But thank you for the the thought, thought counts. One way or the other, you got you to gotta figure out which one of those is much more easy to deal with. I think, you know, getting the first bottle of wine and telling them, hey, thanks for the wine, but I'm not a huge fan. Thank you, though. Or would you rather have 20 bottles sitting in your cabinet? That friend comes over, sees all of them and says, hey, those are all the wines I gave you. You don't like my wine? And you have to figure out another lie on top of that lie on top of the other lie to make sure that they don't feel bad about it. Imagine if politicians began telling the truth. They wouldn't wouldn't only win the respect of society, and it doesn't necessarily come instantly, like I said. They also create more trusting and open environment on a global scale. This would encourage more forthrightfulness, forthrightness, and uh, eventually lying on that scale might become politically... Um, not, you know, not, not advantageous at all. And it's, it's tough because we all have been in moments like this. Like, have you ever been in a situation where you're, you're, you're standing with a bunch of people and one friend leaves the room or goes to somewhere else or just leaves the house and then everybody in that room starts talking about that person? How would you feel if that was you? And when you see people do that, when you're in that room, 
let's say you're an honest person or as honest as you can be, and you see everybody start talking about that person as soon as they leave. Don't you get a suspecting feeling that maybe they talk about me like this? I can tell you something. It happened to me recently. I was with a bunch of friends, and one of our other mutual friends at the time wasn't there, and everybody started going off on this person. And I just looked around the room and was like, oh, God, they do this to everybody, don't they? God, I can't even trust them to, you know, to not tell me these things to my face. And the thing is, like, I'm extremely comfortable telling somebody things I don't like. But, it, you know, it took years and years of, you know, being anxious about talking to people about these things in order to make things happen. Make things, you know, better. But if you really care about yourself, you want people to tell you if there's things in your character or things in your behavior and the way you act that are not right or have been hurting people's feelings because you want to be better. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing in your life. You wouldn't be, you know, working harder towards what you're working hard to. You wouldn't be listening to shows like this. You would just be living a different life. But if you want better for yourself, it has to start with honesty. has to start with honesty. You know, people think that a liar gains a type of victory over their over their victim. But what what I've learned is that a lie is an act of self-abdication. Because one surrenders one reality to the person to whom one lies. Making that person one's like master or controller. Are you condemning oneself from then on to be faking the sort of reality that the person views or wants to hear. You know, the individual who lies to the world is the world's slave from then on. And I, I, I truly believe that, you know, there are white lies, but there, you know, as a, a quote said, there are, no, there are no white lies, there's only the blackest of destruction and the white lie is the blackest of all. Because it makes you the ultimate because it doesn't only affect the other person. It makes you a victim to your from your from your own nastiness and your own problems. You know, honesty is the recognition of the fact that the unreal is unreal and can have no value. Neither, and you know, it's it's difficult because all this is connected to self esteem. And the the higher and more the higher your self esteem is, and I, I mean actual self esteem. I don't mean just BS self esteem. The higher your self esteem is, you know, self esteem is the reliance of one's power to think. It cannot be replaced by one's power to deceive. The self confidence of a scientist, an engineer, and the self confidence of a con man are not interchangeable states. Do not come from the same psychological universe, even. But one believes a lie. One is based on facts and the hard work that they've gotten. So ultimately, your self-esteem has an effect on why you tell lies. And if you, if you have friends that can't hear hard truths, should they really be your friends at all? If, if, you, if you are proclaimed to be close to somebody and you can't be honest with them, why are you their friend? 
Better question, why are they your friend? We all need a check sometimes. We all need a reality check. We all need a wake-up call. And I, I, I don't want people's wake-up calls when it comes to lying to be when a lie unravels and their whole world falls apart. That's just not a good way of dealing with things. You know, I, and the solution—the solution isn't to be an asshole, but it's, it's to find ways to provide the truth objectively. Like I said, if your friends know you will be the one to tell them the truth, they'll come to you more often. You'll be a welcome change because they know you won't just coddle them. Imagine it: how would your relationships change if you started doing this? What kind of person would you become? What would you learn about yourself? Can we try to be more truthful? Not telling these little lies or big lies. Except until we have, you know, the only time, like I said, is when you have no, absolutely no choice. And I, and I mean that in a life or death situation. I mean that in, a, in terms of preventing violence. That's when lies are, I think, in my eyes, most acceptable. But I... I honestly don't think our culture is going to get stronger and people will realize, you know, I don't think we'll treat people better unless we realize that lying from the biggest scale to like the smallest white lie erodes trust over time. And when people lose trust of you, you don't have any more, you don't have any integrity anymore. And when people don't have any integrity anymore, what are you? You're pretty much useless to to other people and ultimately useless to yourself. The fact that we can tell the people we love most the biggest amount of lies, the, pa- the, 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 the possibility of feeding somebody false information or false encouragement in order because we know or we think we know what's better for them and best for them ultimately is a very elitist an arrogant and manipulative way to be dealing with people. Yeah, people will not like to hear the truth in the moment. But, like I said at the po- during this podcast, the truth will set you free and set them free of any and all deceptions that they have about a certain scenario. Do you want to be loved because you say what people want to hear? Or do you want to be loved and respected because people can trust on you Trust in you and find confidence in what you tell them. So that's some food for thought. I want everybody here to take what I said uh, into consideration. Uh, and I hope everybody can go ahead and grab themselves Sam Harris's book, Lying. It's relatively really cheap. It's a great book. It really helped change my life. And I, I read it once a year. It's, it's like I said, maybe 60 to 100 pages long. forgot the exact number. But – it's a life-changing way of looking at this because it's so simple, yet it's it's something we've been told since we were children. So I want to thank everybody for listening today. I want to thank you for um, spending some time and really trying to get to the deeper you know, issues and deeper problems that we all face. So uh, please try being more truthful and have a wonderful night. <laughs>